1: Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 260 of the Love Life Connection podcast. As always, I'm super excited to be here again this week. And a big welcome to new listeners. I know we have some new listeners coming in from the Love Breakthrough Retreat with Pita Woolen. So, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited you're here. Make sure you take a dip back into the archives. I really encourage you to. Just listen to some of the episodes with titles that resonate for you. You can also go to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you scroll to the bottom and type in keywords of something you're trying to work on, it's almost like you get your own curated playlist. So that's a great place to get started and listen to the episodes here that will be most relevant for you. We have hundreds of episodes, so I'm sure you can find plenty of stuff to support you in your love life. All right, before we get to today's episode, just a reminder that right now I am enrolling for the Love Incubator. Now, to be totally frank, I am recording this episode a couple weeks before it is due to air. So that means I'm not exactly sure how many spots are left in the Love Incubator. To remind you, the Love Incubator is my one on one program with a small group element, which means you get a blend of one on one coaching with me plus some small group coaching so that you can get the support of the Women who are asking questions you don't know to ask, and who can support you, and you can support them and develop really wonderful friendships and support systems with. I run this program once a year, 10 spots are available. And again, I'm not exactly sure how many are available at the time that you're listening to this since I recorded this a couple weeks early. So if you are interested and want to learn more and chat with me about it to see if it would be the right fit for you, then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator ASAP so that you can schedule a call because enrollment will go through most of April. Or until all spots are filled. And there's only 10 spots available. So I do imagine the spots to fill relatively quickly. And just one note, I am this year offering two sliding scale spots. So again, not sure if these are open at the time that you're listening to this, but that is certainly something that you can put in your form. If you're interested in those two sliding scale spots, they are not for you. If you just want to discount, they are for you. If you are someone who's really experiencing um, just financial need, and that's truly the only reason why you can't do the program. So if you are from another marginalized group, like you are BIPOC or LGBT, or you are a single mom, or were significantly financially impacted by the pandemic, then I encourage you to apply for one of the sliding scale spots. Again, not 100% sure they are available, not 100% sure how many total spots are available. Uh, So again, if you are interested, don't delay. And I won't be running this program again until 2023 too. So this is a really great way to work closely with me, get some private coaching, you know, that is definitely a more manageable investment than, you know, my full one-on-one coaching package. And we've got all sorts of payment plans so that we can make it super affordable and manageable for you if you want to pay over many months and so forth. Again, one more time, veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator. So my caller, Sandra, today is really struggling with anxiety and forgiving herself for mistakes that she's made in past relationships. And not only is she having trouble uh, forgiving herself, but she's also taking the unfair blunt of the blame for relationships ending in the state of the relationship. And we're going to get into this as to why it's happening for her personally in her life. But I also just want to talk about the bigger picture, which I didn't talk about in my coaching call with Sandra. And that is that there are some wider things at play that can influence subconsciously our responsibilities in relationships and what we think we should do or shouldn't do and all that kind of stuff. So the most current example that's coming to mind is the recent documentary that came out about Britney Spears called Framing Britney Spears. If you haven't watched it, I highly, highly recommend it. It is really good. I, you know, I was a tweeny bopper in the 90s and <laughs> I like Britney Spears and I kind of knew what was going on, but I didn't really know what was going on. And so it was, it was very, very shocking and, and distressing, honestly, to learn about it. Anyways, one of the things I talk about in the documentary is how Britney Spears was basically blamed for her breakup with Justin Timberlake and was even very strongly alluded that she had an affair and cheated on him. And this is just a trope that we see over and over and over and over again. Like if a woman gets, you know, raped or sexually harassed or any other kind of violence towards her, you know, she must have done something, you know, how short was her skirt? Was she out at 1am or whatever? Or if a woman comes out and wants to accuse a man of, you know, doing something like, you know, the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation a couple of years ago, that's a really, really great example. And everything just goes back to it's the woman's fault, the woman's fault. And and basically, no blame gets put on the man. It's super misogynistic. And I find that we actively have to work through our own inner misogyny, just the way that white people have to work through their own inner racism. We have to, even as women, have to work through our own inner misogyny because sometimes I even find myself catching like, oh, well, what did she do or what happened? And we just have to catch ourselves. It's so freaking ingrained. in the media, Movies, TV shows, all that kind of stuff. So, I think that there is this at play for sure. And that can be coupled with specific inner child wounding that can happen in your life, as it has for Sandra, which again, we will get into. So, I just want you to keep that in mind as the broader picture of what's probably going on here as well. So, as you listen to my coaching conversation with Sandra, I want you to keep these questions in mind. Do you have a hard time reckoning any hurt or anger that you have towards a parent? Do you feel responsible for one or both of your parents' emotions, either now or back when you were a child? Do you find yourself today in codependent relationships? Do you need other people to affirm to you how they feel so that you can feel better about yourself and less anxious? Do you take responsibility for breakups and relationships that don't go the way you want them to go? And do you feel riddled with anxiety in your relationship, specifically with how the other person feels? And finally, do you put other people's emotions or needs ahead of your own? And one more thing before we get going... It takes a couple minutes to get really into the meat of this call. So just hang with us. But I do really, really encourage you to listen to the whole call because it's a really, really incredible call. We cover a lot of ground. We're really able to unpack a lot of things. And I think it'll be incredibly helpful and transformative for you to listen to my coaching call with Sandra. All right, let's get into it. Hi, Sandra. Welcome to the show. How can I help today?
2: Hi, Veronica. I have been going through a heart breakup Mm -hmm. the past year. And right now I see it as a blessing, but I had a hard time recovering or coming to this point. And I want to ask you about anxiety in relationships, Mm -hmm. sort of like self-sabotaging a relationship, but also like, why is it so hard for a woman, maybe in my case, to forgive yourself for something or think like you are the responsible for everything that went wrong? The steps to like forgiving yourself, why it's it so hard to go through the process of forgiving,
1: okay, 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 so you want to talk about self forgiveness, and yeah. how does the i just want to clarify how does the anxiety play out in that?
2: Ah uh, because I think because of anxiety, like right now I, I identify anxiety as a pattern that has sort of like make me ending like good relationship
0: mm-hmm.
2: at some point, okay. That's what I've been thinking about because before I never thought like in the relationship when I was having trouble, I didn't thought this is anxiety. This is, this is something that is anxiety causing, like think about it. I never thought about it mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: until I was like alone in quarantine. And then I realized, okay, I think anxiety because I've been anxious for a while, but I never pay attention to it in a relationship. I think mm-hmm. it had something to do with it. And then I started blaming myself. I, I right. said, okay, why didn't I pay attention to that before?
1: Okay. 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 I understand. I understand. Okay. So we'll come back to the anxiety, but I'll just say this for right now anxiety is a messenger, right? Okay. It's just saying, like, hey, you're ignoring this part of me. And so it usually just means that we need to tend to a part of ourselves that we've abandoned, that we've ignored, that we're not dealing with, things like that. Okay. So when it comes to, self-forgiveness. I just want to make sure I understand this and then we'll, and then we'll unpack it. So what you're saying is like, you know, for example, like this, this past relationship, like, you know, that like, it wasn't the right relationship and it was a good thing Mm -hmm. that the relationship ended. And Mm -hmm. yeah, despite knowing that logically you still are beating yourself up over the way it ended. Correct. Okay. Got it. Got it. So when you're beating yourself up about it, Mm -hmm. Who or what does that remind you of? My mom. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Tell me about that.
2: I think in the past, the way, or, okay, my mom's behavior, I began to identify myself with maybe not her current behavior. She's 60 now. I remember when we were young, she sort of like went through phases where she wouldn't talk to anyone. And I do that. Like, um, she got very angry and then she wasn't talking to my dad or to my, or to my sister or to myself for like a week. Okay. And so it was like emotional unavailable person.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I wouldn't call that necessarily just emotional unavailability. I would call it almost, um, well, I mean, you know, you might call that in relation to, relationship with her husband but when it comes to you Mm -hmm. her child Mm -hmm. that almost sounds a little bit like neglect okay Mm -hmm. right I can tell that you're fighting back emotion
2: yeah 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 it's hard it's a hard subject for me to think but yeah that that, I mean I love my mom and and right now I'm connecting to her a lot more than before
1: but okay okay I don't want to I don't want to like Give that too much weight, right? Because okay, 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 we have okay, okay. good or even just stable relationships with parents now, mm-hmm, but that mm-hmm. doesn't change what happened in the past.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And my my hunch is that the anxiety is really that inner child saying, "Like, hey, pay attention to me, love me." Okay. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yes, I don't know why, because I, I don't think that I was not a person who got attention, which maybe. That confuses me, you but were, I do, you, I you, do feel you like- You got
1: it. attention from your parents when you yeah, were younger or yeah, from your I, mom?
2: Yeah, no, I got attention, yeah. And 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 I didn't think like I had like a childhood, but I felt like it didn't have any attention. But like, I always wonder why in this case, my mom reacted that way. And it always, like, I felt very, when, when you cannot communicate to someone, I felt very impotente. Like I cannot do anything about it, and that was making me very angry. So, I this person is like, like putting a wall, a wall in front of me, and I cannot communicate. And she doesn't tell me what's going on. And I guess that bothered me. And I never thought about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you feel like when you were younger, when as you related mm-hmm. to your mom, did you feel like you couldn't do anything right? Like she would get mad at you, or she would give you the silent treatment?
2: I think like it was more like once she's upset it's really hard for her to go back to being happy. So but I guess I was doing like normal kid stuff and I didn't feel judged. I think my sister felt a lot more judged than me. And I guess my parents, because they judged her so much, they, they didn't judge me at all or anything. I, didn't, I never felt judged, but I just felt like, okay, in the moment that that happened, everything changed. Like in the moment that my mother's mood changed, everything changed in the house. And then getting her back to being happy was, such effort like it was causing it was like taking so much energy and I end up basically doing those things to my like former partners
0: mm-hmm.
2: I would like go mad and then they were like what do we do and, then, and like last time that the, the previous relationship this person asked me I think it was the first person who asked me what do I do when you get like that and I'm like I don't know
1: let me ask you this. Was it your job to make your mom happy? No, not really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you made it your job. Oh, yeah. And there's good reason for it, right? Like the house was a better house to be in when your mom was in a good mood, right? So I'm not faulting you for it, right? But you're taking on other people's problems, other people's emotions, A, when they're not yours to take, but then also... Mm-hmm. It became a safety mechanism, right? Because it's like, if I can make my mom happy, then all will be well in the house, right? Okay. So it was a way you learn to control or to okay. get control, yeah. right? And, and, so then, and so then now you're like in a romantic relationship. I'm not saying like currently, but like in general, and you're like, okay, if I can make this person happy, then all will be well in the relationship. I'll have that security. Okay. You see what I'm saying? And so you put the burden on yourself. Okay. And so then when the relationship doesn't work out, again, you put the burden, you put the fault, the blame on yeah. you.
2: Yeah, uh, I hate that feeling. I, I, mean, you know I mean, especially in the past one, his feeling of losing control, it's something that I have such a hard problem with. Yeah.
1: yeah. So here's the thing, because I'm getting a little bit of mixed messaging from you, okay. right? Because like on the one hand, I can tell there, especially earlier in our conversation, there was definitely a lot of emotion Mm -hmm. you're trying to hold it back. You know, you talked about your mom and how you felt when you were a child, but you're also very much skirting the issue. Like you don't want to be too negative about it.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Right. Is that correct? I mean, that's just a sense that I'm getting. Does that feel correct? You can tell me if I'm wrong.
2: No, maybe right. Yeah. I I don't want to get sensitive about it, but I think, okay. I, I, Don't like judging my mom because she didn't have like such a happy childhood.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm going to pause you. Right. Mm -hmm. You're the daughter.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Right. And it's going to be really hard for you to heal this if you keep putting your mom's emotions in front of your own. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Do you see what I'm saying?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. So your voice is getting shaky again. I want you to close your eyes for a second.
2: Okay.
1: And I want you to connect in with that part of you that feels like it wants to cry. And if you need to cry, like, it's totally fine. You're allowed to cry. I mm-hmm. won't judge you. Okay?
0: okay.
1: But I want you to connect with that part of you. What
2: mm-hmm.
1: What is she feeling?
2: Well, now it's, now it's good. <laughs> now it's like, if I'm not thinking, then it's okay. Then once I started thinking, then it's, but now it's now it's quiet. Now it's yeah, now it's like quiet.
1: Okay, so then think back to you know just a few moments ago when you were feeling pretty shaky,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and connect to that part of you.
2: Yeah, it's like I don't want to talk about it, but I have to.
1: <laughs> yeah, why don't you want to talk about it?
2: Because then I get the shaky voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and so that's emotion, right? So what is that emotion behind
2: it? I don't. Know. This one thing, maybe like fear or sadness. So
1: you're trying to like figure out what the emotion is. And I want you to just feel what the emotion is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What does the emotion okay. feel like? Like, do you feel it in your body somewhere? That's a good place to start.
2: Here.
1: Okay. So you feel in your throat. Yeah,
2: Throat and chest. Throat and chest. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And what does it
1: feel like in your throat and chest?
2: Tension. Tension. Tension.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And how strong do you feel on a scale of one to 10?
2: Oh, when I feel that it's like, it's going, it's coming, going, going, coming. Going. But when I felt it high, it's like very high up to the point that I cannot talk. And I don't, I don't like that feeling. It's like vulnerable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, feeling emotions is very vulnerable, but you can do it <laughs> because you're here on this show and that's also a very vulnerable thing to do. Right here's the thing. Well, however you feel about what happened to you in childhood Mm -hmm. and how your mom reacted, that has nothing to do with your mom's own upbringing and even the relationship you might have with her today. Like this is not a referendum on your mom or her parenting or whether or not she was a good or bad mom or a good or bad person or what she did was right or wrong. Your mom Mm -hmm. was doing the best she could. You know what I mean? Like you said she Mm -hmm. had a difficult upbringing. We don't need to go into it. I trust that that's true. (laughs) Um, And that all can be true and we can hold space for that. We can hold compassion for that. And you can also do the work that requires you to, you know, be real with how your mom treated you and how it really hurt you. Mm -hmm. And how you were made to feel like you had to take care of her, and it was your responsibility to make her happy that's a huge that's a huge task and, and an unfair task for mm-hmm. a child you know yeah. you were you were essentially parenting the parent, and when you parent the parent doesn't yeah. think yeah when you parent the parent like it um inhibits your your ability to receive love and to feel vulnerable mm-hmm. because like you're taking on just like their own emotions rather than receiving that unconditional love and approval and all of those things from them. And so then you become an adult and you don't know how to receive someone's love or receive someone's attention or um, not not approval, but you know what I mean? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so then you end up attracting emotionally unavailable people because that just feels more safe to you, right? And You know, we can do some work around your mom, but the thing is, is that like, first, you have to be okay Mm -hmm. with doing this work and also, you you know, holding her stuff. Basically, you have a codependent relationship with her. And I'm asking you to sever the codependent relationship. And part of that severing is. And, and you don't even have to have a conversation with her now. You know you don't have to mm-hmm. say, "Mom, when I was ten years old, you really hurt me when you didn't talk to us for a week." It was really you. You don't have to do that, right? You can do that through talking out loud, pretending she was right in front of you. You can do that through writing a letter. You have to be able to get your emotions out—the anger, mm-hmm. the sadness, the fear—all of those things that you might have felt when you were ten years old or whatever age, because that way. then you can begin um, the process of learning to receive and accept love. But you can't Mm -hmm. do that when you have all of this anger that's like on top of it. But if you're not going to allow yourself to feel angry because you feel guilty (laughs) of your mom's upbringing or because, you know, she, you know, she's a good person at heart or because you have a good relationship with her now, then you're just Mm -hmm. putting her emotions in front of yours, your own. Again, you're just playing out the pattern and you're going to keep doing that with her. You're going to keep doing that in your romantic relationships and you just happen to have a pattern that's so extreme, I shouldn't say extreme, but like so embedded in your conditioning that mm-hmm. you can't even, you know, forgive yourself or see that someone else plays a role in a relationship too. Because the thing about a relationship is, yeah, you do have to take 100% responsibility for your 50%. Yeah. That's, that's the kicker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. And so like, yeah, take responsibility. Take the, learn the lessons. All those things for your fifty percent. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know what I mean?
1: What's coming up for you?
2: No, I I think I never. I mean, I've been thinking about it, and 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 I didn't saw it like from this point of view of, well, basically what you just said, it's very eye opening because I was just thinking it has nothing to do with my mom until. You asked me, like, who are you thinking about? Oh, the first the first question that you asked
1: me. Yeah. You know, in some ways, like, you know, if your mom essentially gave you guys the silent treatment when she was upset, she was basically like, you know, basically being like, F you and blocking you out forever, how, however long her silent treatment was. And when you're acting like that towards yourself, then... Like,
2: okay. Like you're giving yourself it. a silent treatment? That's yeah, it's you like you're
1: giving yourself a silent treatment.
2: You're
1: like, you're dumb. You okay. can't figure this out. Like, what's wrong with you? You made that mistake. Whatever the self-talk is, you know what I mean? Like, you're giving yourself silence silent treatment. So let's, let's do this. Go ahead and close your eyes for me. Okay. And I want you to place one hand on your heart.
0: And just start with a couple breaths. Just really easy, in and out, in and out. And I just want to I just want to explore here so we're just being curious. Mm-hmm. I want you to say let's just start
1: super super simple. Sandra, I forgive you.
0: Sandra, I forgive you. Okay. What does that feel like? Empowering and releasing. Like light. Okay.
1: And are you just saying that to make me happy or do you really feel like that?
2: No, I, no, I, I feel like that. I just, I'm trying to put it into words, but it just okay. felt like, um, light. I Good. guess Good. This, this other feeling, the opposite feeling that I told you, like from the throat to chest, it's like, okay. it's like I'm, I cannot release. Good. Yeah, no, I'm just asking you because sometimes
1: people like answer the questions, like,
2: like
1: well, yeah. it's an assignment, like I'm grading them and they that's want to good. make me happy. And I'm like, no, that's not my. <laughs> okay. So um, let's, let's try it again. Say Sandra, I forgive you.
2: Sandra, I forgive you. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah.
1: And what do you forgive yourself for?
2: Then that, that, that it's good. <laughs> okay. So keep going with
1: it. Just breathe. If you feel yourself tightening up, just breathe
0: like self judgment be specific okay like a situation in my life or
1: well I don't want you to get into like a a, like a long story but maybe like you know I don't want to get attached to the story but like I forgive myself for da 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 da
0: like
2: okay I forgive myself the first thing that comes to my mind I forgive myself for um not letting my emotions be or like
0: being afraid of expressing my emotions.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. What else do you forgive yourself for? For like pushing people away. And say, I forgive myself for. <laughs> okay. Um, I forgive myself for pushing people away. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Okay, so the idea that I always say, I forgive myself, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I forgive myself for being afraid. Yeah. Being afraid of what? Um, Fear of things coming to me and, like, sort of, like, good opportunities that Mm -hmm. I feel like I because of being afraid I I mean because of being
2: afraid I feel like there's things that have like slipped like
0: through my fingers Yeah. because of fear because of anxiety because of um, anticipation like anticipating things that have not even happened yet yeah let's do one more what else do you forgive yourself for um i forgive myself for not trusting other people or not trusting myself (laughs) i feel like there's another one in there what else do you forgive yourself for um okay i forgive myself for not taking care of myself or like at some point
2: for for forgetting about myself forgetting about taking care of myself
0: Mm-hmm.
2: or just not giving myself enough like self-care.
0: Yeah.
2: Working working too much. Mm, thinking about other people too much.
0: Or giving attention and energy to other people too much. You can open your eyes. How do you feel? Better. <laughs> yeah. Those last
2: ones were much easier to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What would you want to say to your mom?
0: I think I I would like her to do this exact
2: same exercise, actually. I think that...
1: Okay, but hold on. You're getting into taking care of her mode.
2: Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I shouldn't think about taking care of her right Mm -hmm. now.
1: Mm -mm. You're taking care of your inner child, your inner you.
2: It was very hard to grow up with someone that wasn't communicating how she was feeling because that maybe didn't give me the best example or
0: that I had to struggle with learning how to communicate when the person that had in front of me was so in her own head mm-hmm.
2: and I wish I wish she would have worked more on herself than on other people so she would have been happier and we would have all be. I not know
1: hold on you're getting into you're getting into taking care of her. okay yeah
2: mm-hmm. taking care of herself um that's hard
1: yeah, it's a it's a deeply ingrained <laughs> part, and and I'm not faulting you for it. I just I'm just pointing it out. Like it's so second nature to you.
2: Like, I wish she wouldn't have been so controlling, and that she would have enjoyed. I don't know. I wish she wouldn't have stressed so much or work.
1: Because how did that affect you?
2: Yeah, because she passed us that. I guess, I guess, or anger, or I guess every bad feeling that she was projecting toward us really stayed. It was very hard to because she was not aware of it. But okay, that's not my problem right now. If she was aware or not, but the thing is that I did, I did the same to other people. Like I project my anger, thinking that it's not affecting them so i wish you would have known how much her negative emotions affect other people i yeah. think yeah and now i guess there's many people who would like to say the same thing to myself
1: how are you feeling
2: like i just run
1: <laughs> like yeah. i just did some exercise. Yeah. 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 Emotional release can make you feel like you just ran a marathon. (laughs) Um, Feel free to like take a nap or a bath or something after this. So I think really your big piece is one, I want you to practice forgiving yourself. So, you know, say that hand over your heart and just say like three things you forgive yourself for and just do that every day and just see what shifts for you. Um, The other thing is you've got to put the responsibility of how your mom behaved when you were younger on her. Okay. Okay. And I don't mean you need to have a conversation and be like, mom, that's a whole other topic of conversation as to whether or not you do want to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what the dynamics of your relationship are like now there's a chance that there's still some codependency parenting, the parent going on. And if that's the case, I definitely would not have a conversation just because you have to deal with this on your own first. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, what I would do is I would either, you know, keep talking out loud like you are now or write her a letter. And, you know, okay. basically, I, you hurt me because I wish you were different, you know, unless the ways you wish she was different, or I'm angry at you because da, da 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 da. And again, none of this takes away any love you have for her. None of this makes her a bad person. None of this takes away the pain she had as a child. But you have to put your emotions first right now, okay? You've been putting everyone else first your entire life and Mm. you're never going to heal or get in the relationship you want to get in. I mean, you'll get in a relationship but not the relationship you want to be in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and so I think by doing the inner child work through the lens of putting the responsibility on her as the parent, then I think that will help set a foundation for a pattern moving forward for you, for where you take 100% responsibility for your 50% in a relationship. And then if the other person, you know, isn't taking or hundred percent responsibility for their 50%, then you're either a more easily, you know, able to leave it or ask for what you need. And at least if nothing else, you know, you don't beat yourself up over things that ultimately you had no control over. Right. You ultimately can't control other people's behaviors, other people's emotions. We like to think we can, but we can't. And if you can practice doing that in the relationship that created this pattern, I think that will have a ripple effect on romantic relationships as an adult. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's that's very interesting (laughs) thing to, to think about. Yeah. I like it.
0: Good. Good. Was this helpful? Some
2: some direction. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I hope this was helpful. And um, let me know how this goes.
2: Okay. Thank you so much, Veronica. Really. Thanks. Hey, women.
1: I wanted to jump in here real quick to let you know that I've opened up the doors to the Love Incubator 2021, which is my one-on-one coaching program with a small group element. I only run this program once a year, so if you desire a deep transformation in your love life and want to work closely with me, this is your opportunity. The Love Incubator is a four-month journey and immersion for women who are ready to dig deep and discover the art of finding a lasting and equal partnership in their life. And the Love Incubator, you'll have one-on-one coaching calls with me each month, plus a group check-in call so we can assess your growth and you can connect with like-minded women who are on the same path as you no longer will you feel alone or like you're the only crazy one. There's so, so much healing in that. So if you're ready to dig deep, grow massively and have me hold your hand throughout the process, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator to learn more about the program and to schedule an incubator exploratory session so we can connect and see if it's right for you. So again, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator. I also have two spots this year available on a sliding scale. These spots are for you if you're a single mom or have been financially impacted by the pandemic or are part of a historically marginalized population. I'm only accepting 10 women total. So these spots will fill quickly. So if you are interested in joining us this year, again, veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator is the place you want to head to now back to the show. Thank you so much, Sandra, for coming onto the show. I know that it was hard for you to be vulnerable and to really feel into your emotions. And I just really applaud you for sticking with it and doing it. It's not easy stuff. And I just, um, I, I admire you. All right. So with my call with Sandra, we are immediately able to tie back her patterns of not being able to forgive herself, taking over responsibility and the anxiety. It all goes back to her mom. Now we can play out our inner child wounding in multiple ways. So one thing we can do is replicate. She's treating herself how her mom treated her a la the silent treatment. We can also be reactive. So Sandra's mom had a lot of emotional outbursts when she was young. And so she reacted to it by parenting the parent, trying to make her mom happy, trying to walk on eggshells, trying to get her mom back to happiness when she was upset. This is all reactive to what the current situation is. And we can see how this is playing out in her current relationships. She's taking over responsibility for other people's emotions. And we can also repeat. So she learned how to deal with difficult emotions by Watching her mom, and her mom would lash out or have the silent treatment or whatever, and she's doing the same exact thing to herself. All right, so that's what's going on with Sandra. But there's one thing that I forgot to go back to when we were coaching. So at the very very beginning of the call, Sandra's original question was about her anxiety, and I forgot to say it back. You know what? It happens. So after we are done recording. I realized it. And so we talked about it a little bit. And I just want to relay some of that conversation to you now. So I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Anxiety is the messenger. She learned from a very young age to suppress her emotions. And the anxiety she's feeling is very likely the suppressed emotions that are just, you know, here and there popping up. She doesn't know how to deal with them. So she suppresses them, but they keep coming back up. And so the cycle goes on. So it's kind of like the whack-a-mole thing at the arcade, right? Like it's like, the mole comes up there and then it's like whack, 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 whack. And so when we're doing that with our emotions, then we're not dealing with them. We aren't processing them. And over time, that's not going to feel good. It might even show up physically in the body. And so that's what is creating the anxiety. So I really, 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 really don't want you to see anxiety as the problem Again, otherwise you're gonna treat it as that whack-a-mole situation and you never actually solve the problem. You never actually solve why the anxiety is there. So anxiety is the messenger. If your smoke alarm went off in your house, would you take a hammer and just start smashing the smoke alarm so it stopped beeping? No, you'd be like, oh, this smoke alarm is telling me a message. There is smoke in the house. Is it because I left the oven on or the stove on? Is it because there's actually a fire? Is it because the smoke alarm isn't working? Either way, no matter what's going on, there is some message that you need to decipher. And that's exactly what anxiety is. All right. So let's wrap this episode up with some action steps. So if you have trouble forgiving yourself for past relationships, the relationship with your parents, whoever and whatever, I want you to get really clear with yourself. Why do you think that is? Where does that come from? Why do you believe you can't forgive yourself? Now, your exact situation may not be exactly like Sandra's, but my guess is that it does stem from an early life relationship, specifically parents, or an adult who played a significant role in your early life. You probably were or still are in some sort of codependent relationship with the person where you take on more of the responsibility than is fair. The second thing that I want you to do is to actually practice forgiving yourself. So one thing that we tend to do when we look at past relationships like, oh, I was so dumb or I was so young or naive or whatever – and I know that's really nice. I mean, what if I said that to you? Like, oh, well, you know, you were just a dumb young kid. <laughs> like, you'd be like, holy hell, what a bitch, right? So you're, you wouldn't feel safe. You wouldn't want to coach with me. You probably wouldn't want to listen to this podcast anymore because it wouldn't be a safe environment, right? And so it's no different for when you do your own work and create the space for yourself, for your own healing. So what I really want you to get at is not just forgiving yourself for actions, but forgiving yourself for buying into the misunderstanding that. So for example, I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that... I had to take responsibility for my mom's emotions. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that it's my responsibility to make my mom happy. I forgive myself for buying the misunderstanding that I shouldn't feel anxious or whatever it is. I want you to really focus on that and notice how that helps you to just kind of lighten everything up, be more understanding, be more present with yourself and also meet you exactly where you are. And when you can meet yourself exactly where you are, that's where real healing can take place. If you're like, you know, at this point, And you want to be at that point and you're just denying the fact that there's this gap. It's going to be really hard for you to get from, you know, point A to point B. So meet yourself where you are. And one way you can do that is forgive yourself for buying and misunderstanding that. And that is really also because you, it's, it's just not fair to put the standard on yourself that you should have known better or whatever, because you were doing the best you could with the tools and knowledge you had at the time. Like I said to Sandra, I said you were trying to do the best you could with the tools and knowledge you had at the time. She just learned that she could try to make her mom happy and deal with it and take care of her. And then that would keep things relatively stable. I'm not faulting that. That wasn't a bad thing. She did what she knew how. And it's good because she was able to create a somewhat stable sense of control in an environment you know, where she could then grow up. And when you're 10 years old, you can't do other things, right? You can't decide like, "Hmm, I'm just going to move out. This isn't really working for me. Not really possible. So you do what you can do. So it's just not fair to beat yourself up over you know, things that we've done in our past, whether things that go all the way back to childhood or even past relationships as adults. And I just want to highlight again, the issues with parenting the parent. So when you parent the parent, which is any kind of managing their emotions, their reaction to something, anything like that is all parenting the parent. And it's problematic because when you're parenting the parent, you're not allowing yourself to be the kid or the child. And when you're not allowing yourself to be the child, then you're not allowing yourself to Fully receive love unconditionally just for being you. Fully receiving love is still conditional if you parent the parent. So for example, when you're two years old and you want juice, then you ask for juice. Sometimes you might ask nicely and sometimes you might have a tantrum asking for the juice, but whatever it is, you want the juice. And at that point in your life, you likely haven't had programming of like, ooh, do I deserve this juice? Am I worthy of this juice? Right. You just asked for it and then well, maybe you didn't receive it, but you probably did receive it, right? You you got what you needed, you got the love, you got the attention, you got the affection from mom or dad. Once you start parenting the parent, that dynamic changes and then you kind of move into the space of, Okay, if I can take care of them, if I can make them happy, then they'll love me. And it's very, very common then to replicate that pattern over in your romantic life. You're not really able to receive someone's love because you're programmed to think, oh, well, receiving someone's love is conditional. I have to show or prove that I am good enough. So practice being the child again in the relationship. Now I get that you're not actually a kid, so you're not going to be the kid, but how can you put yourself back into the child's role? in the relationship with one or both of your parents so that you can practice receiving unconditionally. And that'll make it so much easier to receive that same kind of unconditional acceptance from others that you are romantically involved with. And then next is take 100% responsibility for your 50%. Now, yes, I know that's easier said than done, but once you can do some of this inner child work and the self-forgiveness, then it's so much easier to do that. It's just not fair for you to take responsibility for someone else's part in a relationship. All relationships are two-way streets. Yes, you need to clean your side of the street. Yes, you need to figure out the blocks that you have in the inner child work and the wounding that you need to clear up that is affecting the people that you're in relationship with. Absolutely, that is your job. It is not your job to do that for somebody else. It is not your job to manage someone else's emotions. It is not your job to make sure someone else is, I don't know, going to work or applying for new jobs or finding a place to live or taking care of their finances or whatever. You are not your partner's mother. You are not your partner's caretaker. You are not your partner's therapist either. All right. So you've got to be able to only take 100% responsibility for your 50%. And then finally, I want you to notice when you slip back into old patterning. Notice when I asked Sandra what she wanted to say to her mom, she immediately said, I want my mom to do this. Now, this is the beauty of working with a coach, having that, you know, that third perspective, that non-biased perspective, who can see your blind spots, because it can really be hard to catch these things because you only know what you know, right? She knows this codependent pattern. And so she wants her mom to do X, Y, Z so that she can begin to feel better. But that may or may not be available, right? Her mom may or may not be able to do that or say those things and then follow through, right? And so she's just setting herself up for the same emotional wounding that we're trying to heal her from. And so, yes, I want you to say things out loud to your mom or your Dad or whoever. I want you to write letters, get things off your chest, begin to heal. However, you have to do that on your own. Now, whether or not you have a conversation with said person later on, that's a whole different podcast, a whole different topic, and something that I have lots of opinions about. But that's not the place to start. And that might not ever be the place that you get to. But that doesn't mean you can't heal, right? Because your healing is not and cannot be dependent on whether or not someone else has the ability to be where you need them to be emotionally. That would just be crazy pants. All right, my dear. So that is this week's episode. Again, if you want some coaching with me so I can help you see blind spots and break out of patterning just like this I did with Sandra, then I would love to work with you inside the Love Incubator. Again, not exactly sure how many spots are available as you're listening to this. But if you are interested, please get in touch with me as soon as possible so that you can secure one of the few spots that are left veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator. It is a perfect blend of one-on-one and group coaching and a really, really great middle ground. If you want some private coaching with me, but can't swing financially the fuller investments of a one-on-one package. So again, veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator. We'll have an incubator exploratory call where we can discover if it's the right fit for you. All right, my dear, that's all I've got for you. I will talk to you soon. Don't forget, if you wanna work closely with me this year to transform your love life, and frankly, your whole life, enrollment to the Love Incubator, which is my one-on-one coaching program with a small group element, is open for enrollment. If you've been wanting to work with me privately but can't swing it financially, this could be the perfect option for you. And frankly, the Incubator is the best of both worlds. You get one-on-one coaching calls with me so we can go deep where you need to go deep, Plus, you get to be part of a small community of women, 10 or less, who are doing the same work alongside of you, who will support you, and you can learn from too. I only run the Love Incubator once a year, so I really don't want you to miss this if it's pulling on your heartstrings. If you're interested in learning more, your next step is to head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash Love Incubator. There, I've answered your questions, including info about dates, pricing, and how the program works. That's also the place where you'll set up your incubator exploratory call with me and that's where we'll connect and chat and I'll help you figure out if the incubator is the next right step for you. Space is very limited just to 10 women so that I can give you my full attention. So if this is resonating with you, I would really love to have you. Again, space is limited. So if you're interested, don't delay and head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator and set up your incubator exploratory call today.